And we've got this magnificent historic Grand Prix this weekend at the Topo International Motorsport Park. And there's going to be some very cool cars, including, I was just looking at them, some historic sedans. And one man that drives historic races historic sedans, but also builds them, is a guy called Angus Fogg. And he joins us right now. G'day, Angus. Happy New Year, mate. Kia ora, same to you, uh, my broadcasting friend. <laughs> I was waiting for you. I was waiting for you to just throw on the broadcasting line. All righty, well, we've moved past that. How was your summer, mate? It, uh, it was busy. We had, uh, I don't know, a couple of days of semi-holiday, um, semi and the rest just been working away because, uh, you know, as, you, as you've just alluded to, there's a big meeting coming up, and my life is very much um, dictated by whatever race meeting is coming up. So, so your full-time gig is building building historic race cars and just cars for collectors, right? Yeah, anything that's um, you know muscle car, classic car, no no Toyota Corollas, the great cars, but uh, but you know they shouldn't need any work really. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, racing cars and parts thereof. That's what, sort of what we do. We don't, we don't build a lot of them as such from scratch, but we have. Um, obviously, they're, they're few and far between, but they're pretty cool, cool projects. But yeah, lots of maintenance and and um, repairs and modifications. Um, it keeps us, us us three busy up here. See, mm. you've had you had a pretty good 2023 because you took that beautiful uh, Mustang uh, to Bathurst. Now, talk to me about that car and racing an old school car at Bathurst nowadays. Well, it's, yeah, the thing with the central muscle cars is they're not really an old school car anymore. They're, they're, I mean, they're based on a, my one, as, for example, the 1970 Mustang uh, body shell, but pretty much everything else you bolt onto it is aftermarket and kind of quite flash, hence why they get so fast and they're reasonably reliable, etc., etc. Um, unlike a lot of the cars that are coming this weekend, which are genuine old cars from the 70s, 80s and 90s, and they've been maintained in their period correctness, um, which which leads to some uh, quite a few compromises because things went as they were now back then. Yeah, all right, just just quickly, but driving that car around Bathurst, which because it looks like an old cool car, right? The, the Mustang. Uh, how how do, is it daunting, or do you are you actually quite confident because of of what's underneath you? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's reason. I mean, Bathurst has a daunting track in, in, in a rental car, you know, it's, it's a crazy, crazy place. For those that haven't been there, you need to go because uh, none of the TV coverage shows how steep and narrow and kind of crazy it is. But, but having been there a few times now, it's, it's, it's kind of becoming um, normal, if you like. Um, going back again um, in February to run the car again. Um, so, yeah, Bathurst sort of becoming my home track. It's kind of, kind of weird. <laughs> uh, how many horses but is that? Mu- how many, yeah, I can is imagine. It? How many horses is your yeah. muzzy throwing out? Mine's got 802. Uh, 802 horsepower at 8,000 RPM, so it's, it's plenty enough. It does it, um, does it right, huh? It does it right, and it's consistently one of the fastest cars, if not the fastest cars in whatever we enter it in, um, three, over 300 kilometres an hour um, down the, oh, the old Conrad Strait. So, yeah, it's, and it sits there, sits there quite nicely. It's not trying to take off to Mars. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I was about to say, what's the laser, the nose sort of bouncing around a bit going down Conrod? No, no, it's just got a bit of an air dam on the front of it, so it's good. I think that 70 Mustang shape must be quite a good shape anyway. Um, you know, some of the cars, the Camaros and stuff I've driven, they, they try and take off, but um, the old muzzy, you can't beat them. I'd, I'd like to talk about some of the cars that you have prepared for this weekend. Now, 
I was watching, it was just a little piece on Instagram that the Super Sprint team had put together, and there's a pretty special Capri there. A very special, well, several special Capris I, I um, feel, um, but the very, the very most special one probably in the world just about um, of that era is the, the ex-Moffat, or if we call it, it's the history down, down this end of the world. <coughs> it was originally a, a Ford Works car in Germany, driven by sort of the likes of Mickey Lauder, etc., um, in, in German touring car endurance racing. Uh, eventually ended up in Australia with Alan Moffat and he raced it for a few years as a sports sedan um, and then it got involved in a legal wrangle and ended back up in England and I don't know, he, he knows who and who knows he and it ended up in old New, little old New Zealand. So uh, It's been owned by Mike John and, and Gordon Burr for quite a few years now. Gordon, Gordon and his wife Robin own it 100% now. And I've just um, just put a new engine to it, um, which we got from the Halliday brothers up in Mungawai, another old racing family. They, they had it sitting there in, uh, in a box. So hopefully um, it's, it goes, I mean, it's a, it's a, if you've ever heard of or can dream up what noise the devil makes when he's googling, that's the sound. <laughs> what, incredible. What, what sort of engine is it? It's a Cosworth GAA, so it's a V6, um, four cams, um, Lucas fuel injection, 3.4 litres, makes 430 horsepower. Oh, gosh. Uh, pretty good. Pretty that, good for that. Rev stake, half thousand RPM. Quite, and, quite an engine. And it's all period, right? It's all period. They're like the suspension, the whole nine yards. I mean, have you actually, Absolutely. have you driven this thing? I've been in a few um, quiet laps at Hampton in the, in the damp. Yeah. Um, but uh, Gordon's, Gordon's promised me a few laps in, at Taupo and on Friday just to, um, you know, see that everything's as it should be. So that'll be exciting. And, uh, and then I'll give him a mini and think, oh, what's wrong with this bloody thing? <laughs> when when you get into a car like when you get into a car like the Capri and understand, you know, the, the history behind it, does it make the work that you do uh, feel more, even more special? That you're doing something for for just the right reasons to, to preserve pieces of history? Of course it does. Yes. No. You know, any any Joe Bloggs pretty much can. You know, build some sort of a race car or whatever, and, and go and do their thing. But to, to be working on, you know, and, and the people that involved with it is, is another big part of the enjoyment because then normally they're, they're you know lovely people, um, and certainly Gordon and I have struck up quite a rapport, so that's that's good. But yeah, I mean that car's it's you know irreplace, irreplaceable really, um, worth a, one hell of a lot of money. Um, but you know, um, God bless Gordon and, and Rob. They they like to use the cars and, and have them out for the public to see and hear. So yeah, uh, I, I, I love people like that. that. I love people like that, Angus. That have have cars and don't just stock them away. They actually want to drive them. I mean, how reliable is it nowadays? If you push it, still as good as when it was racing itself. Yeah, I mean, because it's very much as it was, and they did do nine-hour races and you know quite long races. It should theoretically be quite reliable. I mean, because it's a Cosworth, you know, basically a six-cylinder four Formula One engine, um, you know, it's high maintenance and, and quite highly strung, but um, also quite nicely built. So should, you know, it should be okay, but, you know, <laughs> anything can happen and usually does. But, uh, yeah, all, all fingers crossed for, for the weekend for Gordon to that he have a great run. What other cool car have you uh, prepped for this weekend? Oh. Well, I've also prepped uh, or done a bit of prep on Gary Johnstone's uh, XJS Jaguar, the Tom Walkinshaw tribute car from Christchurch. Oh, Another wow. Gorgeous piece of art. Um, not not the real thing, but um, certainly a, a, a very much a hat tip to the, to the real one. Um, so that's got another sound of its own, an unmuffled V12. Oh, man. Um, all, all those uh, 
Pommy, Pommy Pistons going up and down. It's all quite spooky. <laughs> um, other, a couple of other Capris and Escorts that are running in the HVRA um, Historic Saloon Code grid. Um, they're quite cool, little twin cams and V8 Capris and whatever. Um, my, my Mini, which I've done absolutely no work on it at all, which is usual, but it'll uh, put some gas in it. Hopefully it'll trundle around. And the last, well, it was going to be racing Formula 5000, but unfortunately they got sold in the middle of the the negotiations. Uh, oh, so, so you you wanted to win the historic GP, right? I would have loved to. I mean, you know, what? what how many times does a 56-year-old man get to try and win a GP of some sort? So, anyway. Um, <laughs> so the last guy that leaves the shot <laughs> is um, is the very famous but very, really seen uh, ex-Rod Coppins Pontiac Firebird, oh. um, which the owner, the owner has had it for 30 or maybe more years. Yeah, um, but it never fired a shot. So I said to him, um, "Hey, Bruce, get the thing up here. Let's um, let's power it for a week or two, and get at least get it running, and and hopefully do some lunchtime, you know, putts around the track, and that'll uh, that'll put him in good stead for actually finishing it off and being able to come classic racing." What's it like? It's very cool. Once again, it's it's very much as it was. Um, it's got a massive amount of history. It was originally uh, an American Trans Am car, so once again, a very valuable car. Um, I love the Pontiac Firebird look, um, way, way better than the Camaro, in my humble opinion. Um, yeah, similar underpinnings, but yeah, just the history of it and how, how kind of original and cool it is. Um, you'd be surprised, that, well, maybe you wouldn't be, of the cars that are around uh, yeah, Auckland or in New Zealand, South Island. New Zealand is, is very spoilt for, for these um, kinds of vehicles. I think there's more British touring cars in New Zealand now than, the, you know, than there is in the UK. It was leading to me a question about, you know, in the world that we live in that's evolving in many ways and there's the whole eco-friendly idea with, you know, EVs, hydrogen, the whole nine yards. Is there still a th- is there still a thirst for what you are doing? Absolutely there is. And there always will be, I think, um, certainly for the foreseeable future. Uh, you know, EVs, you haven't, you haven't sold me there at all. Um, certainly some kind of hybrid um, hydrogen whatever technology that'll that'll come but EVs to me uh, you know don't even start them so, yes, uh, <laughs> I don't want to start an argument I was just saying you know try to highlight the first Angus that you know there's still this 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 desire to to hear the rumble of a V a well-tuned V6 and V8 and that and people will say willing to pay big dollars for that Absolutely, not only to own them and, and race them, but, but people come to the track to listen and, and you know chat about the old days. I don't know whether it's an, an age, well, it is an age thing, but uh, you know even some some young people or millennials, whatever you want to call them, they're they're pretty pretty yeah. horned up by the sound of it too, because it's just it's just a you know you can't beat that mechanical angriness. Um, there's no electric, I mean electric's very fast and you know technologically wonderful and whatever, but it's fucking boring. Whoops, uh, blimmin' boring, isn't it? <laughs> yes, Angus, thank you. My apologies to my guests there, folks. I don't know what you heard sorry, there. Sorry. I can't remember what you said. Uh, but it's the sensory yeah. thing with motor but, racing, is but, it? It's the sensory thing, right? Of course it is, and it always has been. The smoke, um, noise, you know, sunburn, um, hot chips, you know, Bay Park days. We're all we're all kind of want to go back to those times, don't we? Pre, pre all the woke and la-la land people are in these days. So. <laughs> 
Oh, I think I'm going to call time on this chat. I don't know where this one's going. Hey, it, it, it is always a pleasure talking to you. I will see you at the weekend, okay? And we'll give you the quick slap and, and give you the slap for the expletive, all right? <laughs> Sorry, Thanks, Angus. <laughs> Angus Fogg, a very good race car driver and uh, a very good race car builder. You didn't hit the dump button, didn't you? He dropped the F-bomb straight away. Yeah, got the F-bomb from Angus today. How about that? Oh, it's the summer edition of The Run Home. We're all big kids, aren't we? Uh, so that was Angus Fogg. Just a reminder, it all starts this weekend on Friday, practicing for the uh, the Super Sprint Motorsport New Zealand Championship at the Torpo International Motors- Motorsport uh, Park. It's going to be another cracking weekend. And more importantly, for the next generation of Formula One, Formula Two, uh, IndyCar drivers, it's the opening round of the Castrol Toyota Formula Regional Oceania Championship. The first practice for that one uh, will go at 9.46 on Friday morning. Practice two for that, then we'll get uh, 12 minutes past one. I know they're very specific times, but that's the way it runs because there is so much going on. The last practice for CT Frock will be 4.20 on Friday evening. Their first race is 4.12 uh, on Saturday afternoon. So, And then there's two races on Sunday, one at half past 12 and one at four minutes past four. So that's the, And that's five weekends in a row. Lots of young, next-generation Formula One IndyCar drivers, but they've got to go back to back to back to back to back. Was that five? I hope it was. Uh, weekends in a row all around the country, including the, the first ever running of the 68th New Zealand Grand Prix at Highlands Park Raceway in uh, Cromwell. So there's a, there's a lot to look forward to. Now, what we haven't done this afternoon, and it's time we told you about it, we are giving away tickets to the Black Caps' third T20 against Pakistan in Dunedin. So all you, And we've got 12 tickets to give away this afternoon. All you have to do is get on the Temper Bedpost text line like no other, double eight double three. text in your name, your email address, and how many tickets you want to the game. That's the Dunedin, the third T20 against Pakistan. All right, remember the Black Caps are up two zip the big donut to Pakistan at the moment. 12 tickets to give away, and once they're gone, they are gone. All right? So get amongst it. Get on the Temper Bedpost text line, double eight double three like no other. And also, don't forget, our Teamless Tuesday, ex-athletes that have made great broadcasters. All right? Ex-athletes that have made great broadcasters.